I recently met with a parishioner to talk about some, some problems and, uh, of our planet and of life on the planet. And it was observed that, you know, the estimates are that uh, the whole universe is some 14 billion years old, that our Earth was formed about 5 billion years ago, that life started about 4 billion years ago. And that he was telling me, recalling how growing up in science class, he remembers this teacher was saying that our sun is a star and stars grow old and eventually die. And he said, that's going to happen in 5 billion years. And he says... So then he raises his fist to God and say, well, why would you make us if we're going to die in five billion years? And I thought, isn't that, isn't that wonderful? Isn't that wonderful to, to consider? That in each of our lives, you know, I say, whether or not the cancer gets you, the sun will. So it's, death is inevitable in this thing. So they say, well, what's the point of receiving the great gift of being born of coming, of coming here into reality if we always know we're going to exit this reality. And, you know, we, we, we have to be, or I find myself needing to be careful in my relationship with death because I say, well, death has no power over me. And so uh, I can smile in the face of death. In fact, one of my friends was telling me about the tradition of Halloween, the way the Catholic Church uh, took this pagan festival uh, into herself, that we can dress up as demons and as things representing death, as a way of mocking death, and a way of mocking demons, saying, you have no power over us who, li- who have already died in Christ. So we're already living death in that way because we're already living the life of the resurrection. But other people in the world smile at death and that sort of a happy nihilism, right? Well, we're all gonna die, so might as well just eat, drink, and be happy. Just live like this. But Christians, Christians aren't like that. We face death and we face life truly and we even embrace the suffering and sadness that come about uh, when facing that, all the while having this certainty of who we've met in Christ and of the words that Christ tells us. I've come not to do my own will, but to do the will of my Father. And the will of my Father is that, is that all men be saved. And in this way, you know, I think also we should fight the temptation of, you know, canonizing everybody we know who's passed away. I, I even think the bishop at my father's funeral may have uh, placed my father in heaven already. But we're here today respecting the tension that's there in reality. They say we come to God always begging, begging for our loved ones, begging for salvation, even begging for salvation for ourselves. Even, even begging while we hold on to that certain promise that Christ gives us, that we who have met Christ and are baptized and have said yes to him are already living that life of the resurrection. And so my friends, uh, really, uh, we already have everything, almost everything by the very fact that we were born. And the fact that we were able to receive the grace of meeting Christ and saying yes to him These are the two fountains of all joy in life. So let's not be distracted by worldly concerns that want to keep us away from that. And let us be aware that those who have died are still alive and are still here present here with us in a way that is truly non-fairy tale, non-mythic, but is truly uh, part of the revelation of Christ and our relationship with the faithful departed.